It's 9 after 11 o'clock. It's the third and final hour of the Talking Point this morning as we continue to lead the conversation on SAFM. Uh, within this hour, we're going to be looking at the latest report coming out of the South African Human Rights Commission and basically warning about the state of water supply and reticulation in particular in KZN, but of course we know it also extends to other parts of the country. And that report was released last week. It found that um, KwaZulu-Natal municipalities have infringed on residents' rights to clean waters and the issue of infrastructure and maintenance failures also being blamed for this poor quality of water, but also just the the lack of access um, to water. Now, you'd remember that we had the Human Rights Commission on this very show last week. The Department of Water and Sanitation was unable to join us then, but they can join us today. Rasmati Mate is Deputy Director General in the Department of Water and Sanitation. Mr. Mate, good morning to you. Thanks for your time today. Morning, Kathy. Thank you for having us. You've had an opportunity to study this report by the Human Rights Commission. Just your initial impressions on the findings of of that report and and what has stood out for you as the department. No, thanks, Kathy. I think our opening remarks, specifically on the outcome, it's basically aligned to what the department has already uh, been aware uh, you would have seen in the uh, past year or two, the the department has been so much in the drive to ensure that at least there is a good acceleration on service delivery. One of the issues that are quite clear to us, Kathy, is that what the South African Human Rights Commission has actually depicted was already in the radar for the Department of Water and Sanitation. And I will justify why I'm saying this. When the Minister of Water and Sanitation or the new minister or the ministry came through in 2021 in August, one of the first uh, activities which they have embarked on a program was to uh, crisscross the whole country with the intention to understand what is the current status of our water and sanitation throughout the country. And they spent a couple of days in each province where each regional head, they met a couple of municipalities as well. So KZN was one of the provinces which the minister, Minister Mkunu, did visit, where he wanted to understand the state of water and sanitation in that province. And some of the findings that have been highlighted by the South African Human Rights Commission were already depicted by then. And uh, that's when the minister started to embark on an intervention throughout the country. And KZN is one of those provinces which is actually in the focus areas of the interventions by the department to support municipalities where there's been a state of collapse or reduction in the quality of service provision. So in a nutshell, the alignment of the outcome by the South African uh, Human Rights Commission, rather, is strictly aligned to what the department has picked up. And I think, Kathy, you will be aware as well on what we have just uh, produced now, our watch reports on the green, blue, and not drop earlier this year, of which the final report will come uh, later in the year, like not just now in October. 
So those findings are basically aligned to the state uh, of the water and sanitation services on the ground. So we do accept the report and we definitely have no objections on the findings because they're basically aligned to what we have picked up as a department. So effectively, what you're saying is that you are and you have been aware of this problem. Yes, basically, uh, the department has has been aware uh, because if you will know quite well, on the annual basis, uh, the department has a role uh, as a sector leader. We do uh, set norms and standards. We do regulate uh, the issues of water and sanitation provisions based on the standards. But what we also do, we have been mandated uh, uh, to manage the conditional grants. In this case, I'm talking about the water service uh, infrastructure grant as well as the regional bulk infrastructure grant. So these are conditional grants which the department manages uh, on behalf of government and it gets distributed throughout the country uh, to water service authorities. So when we... Uh, implement these grants to these municipalities. The aim is to ensure that they accelerate and they implement a project that seeks to address the very same findings that the South African Human Rights Commission has picked up. So in a nutshell, we are saying that we have been aware because on an annual basis, of course, there are business plans that get developed, that get issued out to the department, and then we allocate funding accordingly for, for the couple of years for those service delivery projects to be implemented. So, so effectively, then, um, DDG, what you're saying is that your department has been aware of the fact that the rights of residents are being infringed on, that that was happening under your watch. Maybe let me try and and, and put it clear. The the I want you to to look at it from the strategic point of view, and I think if we don't do justice to clarify uh, what we mean, we'll be misleading the public. When I say the department has been aware, it's because normally when municipalities generate uh, project plans uh, through their own systems, because at the end of the day, municipalities as water service authorities, they are the first. Uh, in line to offer service uh, delivered to their people. And that function to offer such services on water and sanitation rests with the water service authorities or district municipalities as well as local municipalities. But where the department comes in is in terms of providing support in terms of the conditional grant, ensuring that there's basically a compliance with the norms and standards on water and sanitation sector. So that awareness sits in the strategic level in terms of regulations, in terms of setting the norms and standards. And then we then bring support through a conditional grant, through our regional offices in those uh, municipalities. So we shouldn't uh, in any way uh, diffuse or actually confuse the fact that when we are aware, we then need to step in and take over the role of the water service authorities. We do offer support, and you will see, uh, even in the report, it has been depicted where the, where the department has been offering support through Section 63 in some cases, even in partnership with 139 uh, or, or 154 in these municipalities. Those are the type of support that we offer to COCTA to these municipalities. So that's how the department is basically made aware in the whole sector. Who do the water service authorities report to? Uh, 
Based on the Constitution and the Water Services Act, Katie, the Water Service Authority's report to the uh, to COCTA, that is the Department of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs. So by their line of function, they have a role, they report directly, they're actually managed institutionally by COCTA. So what the department does, only on the water-related function, we do offer that uh, support in terms of the conditional grants that as the department we are managing, as well as other statutory uh, frameworks uh, in terms of compliance and regulation that we, we, we basically manage or oversee as the sector leader on water. And what is the role then of the water so of the water boards um, in again ensuring this whole because w- the problem of water, you know, mm. cannot be looked at just at the point of the end user, right? There is a whole mm. chain and very different functions that are performed along the value chain by different institutions. And, you know, the accounting of those institutions also um, sometimes is, is, is disaggregated, which then mm. leads to problems where accountability um, is, is, is concerned. So, Kathy, how, how the water sector in, in, in the country works is like this. You, you, you do have uh, the department which uh, sets norms and standards and regulate in the water sector as a sector leader. And then you do have the water boards. Water boards uh, operate as water service providers. They provide the bulk water supply to municipalities. And in this case, they uh, uh, abstract raw water from the dams, from the rivers, from our uh, raw uh, water storage facilities, and then they treat that water. And after treating that water, they then sell the water out to water service authorities, in this case municipalities, who in turn will then do reticulation to various communities in their level of or in their area of jurisdiction. So the roles are actually uh, aggregated in that manner that you have the, 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 the water board that reports directly to the departments, to the minister, but their role is, is just dealing with the raw water abstraction treatment and then transmit it to various uh, uh, water service authorities or district municipalities who then supply the water to their own residents. And it is pre- precisely part of the function of that of these boards that has been highlighted in in the report mm-hmm. that the issue of infrastructure and the issue of maintenance of that is infrastructure is leading to the difficulties that are being experienced downstream. Speak to me about that because that is something that your department is responsible for. So, Kathy, um, when it comes to the water boards, um, part of your question there, you, you, you are correct. What happens is when water board uh, sells the water out to the water service authorities, what is expected is that they should be able to collect revenue. And when they collect the revenue, because just to, to educate the public, water boards are Schedule 3B in terms of the Water Service uh, Act. In other words, they are not uh, funded by government. They are supposed to be self-sustaining. They are supposed to collect revenue and use the very same revenue 
to invest back in their bulk infrastructure. So they depend solely on the revenue collection that they, they, they do when they sell the water. Now, when that water gets treated and pushed into various municipalities, revenue collection, even from the municipal sites, it helps the whole value chain, Katie, that an end user would have paid for the water, the municipality will be able to pay back to the water board, the water board will be able to invest back into the infrastructure. So it's actually a continuous cycle that each a, a, a role player or stakeholder in the whole value chain must play their part. Now, the question you've raised on operations and maintenance, and you can tell that from the quick answer I just gave you now, if there's therefore a collapse on the uh, a value chain of selling water and collecting revenue from any level in that same value chain, it will basically affect issues that you have raised, like the capacity to do operations and maintenance, the capacity to do upgrades of the water and wastewater works, and the capacity to even appoint skilled individuals who should come into the sector and assist these water boards as well as the municipality. So it is basically an integrated approach that needs to be looked at uh, as per your question, Keith. So, so when the water boards then are experiencing these problems, um, problems of... Um, cash flow, which means that they are also faced with financial risks about their own sustainability. Where does Mm. the department come in? Because again, these are entities that report directly to you. The minister is the one that makes appointments to these boards, you know, that sit on on that that chair the boards, etc. So at which point when you are seeing the dysfunction of the system, when you are seeing that mm. there's a problem of revenue collection in municipalities, it's affecting the functioning of these boards. At which point do you come in? We we, we, we always get involved. Uh, for instance, uh, sometimes, uh, Kathy, when the uh, some of the challenges are left to go for long, um, uh, and I know I'm digressing on this one, but I think it will help you. You know of uh, what happened with uh, one of our water boards, the Dibeng water, which had to be de-established, citing to the very same key challenges of poor revenue collection, the business became uh, unsustainable, and it had to be uh, merged up with uh, uh, other uh, water board, which has now been uh, uh, reintegrated now. Now, when water boards fail to collect revenue and uh, there are challenges on the ground, one of the key issues they do is normally to restrict the supply to those municipalities, uh, also enter into debt uh, management strategies where there has to be some agreement uh, on how these municipalities can pay back uh, uh, the debt. And over and above that, we also use our water boards of recent to also step closer to assist some of these municipalities uh, in terms of uh, uh, resource management, uh, uh, revenue collection strategies, so that they are also not receiving the water that at the end of the day, they are unable to collect revenue. So these are some of the strategies that we come in. But also, but but, but, but I think, um, so, sorry to come in there, Rismati, if yeah. we are being honest about the role of, of the water boards and what has happened historically, it's that mm. many of them have actually been allowed to continue operating under mm. a cloud. 
there have been allegations of corruption, of mismanagement at water boards. Um, it was just last year that the mm. president signed a proclamation uh, of the SIU allowing for an investigation, in particular into Libelle Northern Water Board and the Amatola Water Board in, in the Eastern Cape. But at the time that that proclamation was signed, we had mm. years of allegations of corruption. I mean, the, the, the Libelle Northern Water Board is heavily implicated in the Guiani Water Project disaster that has cost billions of rand, but still not a drop of water in sight today. And all of that happens under the watch of the Department of Water and Sanitation. So the point is that in as much as there is this, dysfun- this dysfunctionality, it happens under the watch of, of the department. And while you can't interfere with what is happening mm. in municipalities directly, there is a mm. role that you play to the entities that report to you directly. Kathy, you're right. Look, what, what the department always does, uh, even on the issues that you have raised, we, we have been a department that allows uh, such investigations to go through. Uh, and when decisions had to be taken to de-establish uh, some of these uh, waterborne in terms of the executives, such de- decisions get taken. And we, 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 we are not actually uh, afraid to say where there are such allegations that came out and the SIU uh, brings those reports. The department has been uh, cooperating and we have always allowed them to work within our space and where decisions had to be taken, the decisions have always been taken. Yes, you are right that in the past, these things uh, were happening and it seems as if the department was not actually taking stock. But I think we need to give a credit with you that soon as the minister now, Minister Mkunu, came in, there's been a, a huge reduction in these cases. There's actually been a much more streamlined approach in terms of how our water boards are basically uh, functioning, uh, to restructure them, realign them, so that things of the past that occurred should not actually be perpetuated with the current regime. And I think those are some of the positive things that we are looking at. And I think the sector is starting to appreciate such. I I want to give you a bit more grace, Rasmati, but the reality is that, you know, Mm. the the change of the minister is, yes, political leadership. But Mm. when the minister changes, there are officials, officials like yourself who are in departments, um, you know, mm. every single day that are tasked with the mandate of ensuring that these various aspects of service delivery are actually attended to. So mm. when some of these things are happening, they're happening under the watch of officials like yourself. So while it's easy, it will be easy for me to say, mm. yes, there's a new minister so that it, so then mm. everything will change. We know that that's not how things work. We know that that's mm. not how that's not the culture. Uh, of the system in, in, in public service. Yes, you, you're right. You see, the, the point I'm trying to make, Kathy, is that while everything that has happened in the past, which you have mentioned, I think that in the public domain, uh, we, 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 I think the country has been lamenting so much about uh, corruption. Uh, and it, it's, it's actually something that is quite clear. And we must be quite frank that 
when it comes to issues of corruption, it, 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 it seems to be happening everywhere in the country in various sectors. And yes, of course, here we're talking about in the water sector, and in this case, in the couple of some of the water boards. But that doesn't take away the fact that when there is proper due diligence, uh, where culprits are picked up, those people have always been taken into task. And I think that is the message that needs to be uh, given out there, which we are comfortable to put out there. But that doesn't mean, uh, Kathy, that when there is uh, some of the old employees and not every employee, and I think this is one thing that maybe we need to put out there, not every employee in government who remains in the system is corrupt. There are good employees in, in, in government that are doing a due diligence, proper work, and it will be uh, not factual to properly say, not in so many ways that everyone has not been doing their job. But of course, there are those who have violated some of the principles of office, and those have been uh, taken to task. And we allow the SIU to go ahead with such investigations, and we support uh, uh, those outcomes and ensure that some are actually held to task. So what is the difference then of having a new minister as far as you're concerned? Because you've said that now that there's a yes. new minister, things have changed. My, my, my point of bringing that was in accession to the question that you have said that in the past, things have been left to perpetuate to the worst state of concern. And I'm saying to you, much as those are quite factual and truthful, we also need to take note of what is currently happening now. Not that we should actually overshadow the past and say nothing has changed. There's nothing positive happening at the moment. And I'm trying to paint a picture which is factual that says, yes, in the past, such uh, issues were being raised. There were concerns of corruption. There are still elements of corruption everywhere in the system because this is systematic. However, it is worth noting that when the new minister came in, which the sector does appreciate that we have gone back to doing things properly as the department, uh, a whole lot of positivity is appearing in the department, setting up uh, a system that will assist even municipalities to a point Kathy, that we have gone as far back as ensuring that some of our regulatory frameworks uh, our blue and green drop, which were not being published in the past, have now come back to the fourth. So it shows a regime change and a strategic change that seeks to address some of the challenges that we have raised. And that is the point I'm trying to put across. All right. Rizmati Mate is the Deputy Director General in the Department of Water and Sanitation. I'll take your calls on the other side of the 1130 News Headlines. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, we continue the conversation taking a look at the water situation in particular. The latest report by the Human Rights Commission, particularly in KwaZulu-Natal, finding that municipalities in that province have infringed on residents' right to clean water. Rismati Mate is the Deputy Director General in the department. Anonymous, you're calling us from Ladysmith. Good morning. Good morning, Ms. Katie. Good morning to your listener, to your to your guest. I'm sorry, uh, Ms. Katie. I am a member of the community here in the location of Ezakini. I am a member of the Alfred Duma Water and Sanitation Forum. Uh, here in Ladysmith, the district is Utwena. We are faced with a problem of water not being cleaned. Uh, when the water comes out of the tap, 
it looks like it's contaminated with dust. And one other thing is the sewage. The sewage is spilling all over the place, destroying the infrastructure like the roads and the nature, uh, the goats and the, the cows. So I am appealing to the Department of Water, Water and Sanitation to come and visit this district of Uchugela. One other thing is that as I am the member of the, 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 the Alfred Duma, water and sanitation, we do not have resources to perform our duties. Uh, if ever I needed to go to the meeting, I, I, I take the money from my pocket and or, or, or borrow it from my neighbors. Uh, and at the end of the day, I'm the one who is going to pay back that money uh, to that particular person I borrowed from. So I am appealing to the, 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 the department to actually help us because we are the ones that are, are working with the people at the grassroots level. We know the situation that here at the grassroots level. So if we do not have equipment or, or, or resources, to do to perform our, our our duty, this is going to fade the whole process of helping the the, the the district to provide us with clean water and also to control this sewer system that is spilling all over the place. So, uh, when Minister Mkulu came here at Utugela District Municipality, I raised this issue with him right. that he must support this for us because we do not have money. These things of water, water forum committees is new to us. So if I, 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 I need it in the meeting, so I, 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 I must go there, I must take the money from my pocket and pay for, for the transport, it, it, it's not real. All right, uh, all right, Anonymous. Yes. I'm going to ask yes. you to leave it there. We've got other callers on the line, but um, Mr. Mate will respond to what you're saying, okay? Mutawung, you're in Phosphorus. Good morning, Mutawung. Good morning, Ms. Katie. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm going to ask you to keep it short for me. Go for it. Okay. Uh, Katie, uh, I, I'm asking from Mr. Mati and the department. Ten days with immediate effect to withdraw the trucks that are giving us water around uh, our areas because those are the real culprits that uh, we're not having water at any time that are running through our taps. If the department have the power, can they withdraw those trucks? And I will suggest that if they need, they can have these trucks by the municipality for an emergency. We will have water in our taps every day. Thank you very much, Oskate. Right. All right, Mutawung, thanks for that. Aisha, you're in Uppington. Good morning. Morning, Kathy. Good morning to your guest. Sir, I would like to speak about water rights and the allocation of of, of water rights according to the demographics of this country. As far as my knowledge stretch, when the ANC government took over, you guys gave 90% of the water rights to the white people. This is untenable and unsustainable. Furthermore, I'd like to say this bad service delivery on water and the beautiful 
bureaucratic excuses that belong to that person and that one and that one. That's not our problem. You must fix your system so that you can deliver services. Thank you, Kathy. Thanks, Aisha. Tandis and Matlosana, good morning. Morning, Kathy. How are you and your guest there? Good, Tandis. I keep it short for me. Okay, Kathy. Look, man, Kathy, I'm very happy today the, the, the department has come uh, in the radio. We have been raising the issue of Midval Water Company here in Northwest Matosak. And I've been communicating with the chief of staff of the minister, the Zondo, Mr. Zondo. We didn't even today, issues of Midval, we requested the office of the minister to investigate issues that we raise with the department for Midval. There's somebody in Midval, since has been there, he's been the chairperson, now he's a CEO. We said to them there is corruption that is happening in the, in the Midval water company. And this guy always, when we raise issues, uh, he's a chairperson of the board. Uh, now he's a CEO now. I don't know who appoints him only there in the in the mid part. We've been raising with the municipality, with the province, even national. They don't do anything. All right. They ask only investigation. And also, case, this issue of water tankers is killing our people, this thing. Mm. It's killing our people, this thing of water tankers, because always water is close, all the wealth is stolen because of this water tanker. Mm. All right. All right, Tandisa. All, this, this. all right, Tandisa, we'll have to leave it there. Unfortunately, I'm out of time for the contributions of our listeners. Uh, Mr. Mate, over to you. If you can also please uh, keep it short for me. Okay. No, no, no. Th- thanks, uh, Kathy. I think I'll just run quickly to summarize. The, the, the first question on the on Alfred Duma uh, under Otukara district, I think the caller is is is, is right. Uh, the minister has done uh, an in, an intervention there, support for that uh, district municipality. We are actually to be uh, exact, uh, Katie, that we're working on an intervention plan for Alfred Duma. Uh, which has also been escalated through together. So we are making plans as the department to assist. Yes, on the water quality and spillages, those issues were escalated to our level uh, earlier this year. So we are working on the plan to to intervene there, also to see how we can basically allocate budget to that effect. On the other issue that is quite critical is that when the minister visited there, the roles and function uh, specifically still rest with uh, the district municipality case as per my initial response that I gave you. The the, the question on forced loras uh, to say the water tankers are quite a problem. We are also of the same view, Katie, that it's not sustainable, it's quite costly. And everywhere where the department uh, finds an opportunity to to speak to uh, our COCTA counterpart, uh, in this case, uh, district mayors and executives, we do cite our unhappiness on the use of water tankers to supply water because this is basically uh, not offering a much more sustainable 
a solution and it's quite costly. Hence, if you look at most of our interventions and support for municipalities, we basically fund on the upgrade of treatment works, laying up of permanent new infrastructure because it's our way of saying uh, the use of water tankers is not sustainable, except where it's quite critical and needed, where the system might have collapsed. On the epic tank issue, uh, the caller there raising about the issues of the water rights uh, to the selected few, the, the, the department is actually uh, working much also in changing now uh, our reforms, uh, specifically on the water user associations, the catchment management agencies, with the intention of having an inclusive approach so that the water rights and also the access to it does not rest with the selected few. And the minister and the department is basically championing that from our institutional uh, governance uh, point of view and also on the regulations. On the situ of Matlosana question about Midval, uh, I must also cite this case that when we talk about the Midval uh, water company, the entity it's sitting as an NGO or an NPO, so it's not necessarily a full DWS or government institution where the minister has the right. Yes, we know they have got uh, some excess water capacity there, but our approach with the Midval Water Company is different, and we we don't have the roles and function and the powers to do uh, such investigations because it's actually a private entity away uh, from the government. But of course, in terms of the intervention and support for Northwest, we are making efforts. We have, uh, the minister has launched Operation Bulela Meitsi, part right. of which is to address the whole uh, uh, Northwest province in terms right. of water and sanitation provision, yes. Mr. Mate, we're going to have to leave it there. We're completely out of time. He's the Deputy Director okay. General in the Department of Water and Sanitation, Rosmati Mate.